Welcome to Your Calling, our podcast, the podcast for Evangel University. Evangel actually means good news, and we want to share good news with you about the incredible ways our alumni, students, and friends are changing the world. I'm your host, Hector Cruz, joined by my co-host for this episode, Phil Dowden. And Phil is the Assistant Athletic Director. Well, Phil, why don't you just uh, introduce yourself? <laughs> Thanks, Hector. Um, actually, promotions around campus all the time. So Associate Athletic Director um, for Athletics and External Affairs here at Evangel in my sixth year. And one of my big tasks is working um, on the Hall of Fame Committee. And um, so that's what brings us here today. Perfect. Well, before introducing our special guest today, I'd like to send a shout out to the Assemblies of God Credit Union for sponsoring this podcast. AGCU is founded by employees in 1951 and provides day-to-day banking services for people across the United States and missionaries in 190 countries worldwide. When you bank with AGCU, you're helping support church ministry, university scholarships and programs, and humanitarian efforts. All right. Thanks, Hector. So with uh, that, mentioned my involvement with the Hall of Fame committee here at Evangel. Um, and so with our 2020-21 um, Hall of Fame class, um, today uh, we're talking with Derek Clark. He's the only two-time first-team NAI All-American. Um, he rushed his way into the Evangel record books, pun intended, um, as the all-time leading rusher at the time with 3,507 yards. In just two seasons, he set the career records that sta- still stand today for most touchdowns, most points scored, most all-purpose yards, most rushing yards per game, average average rush yards per carry, and most rushing touchdowns. Um, he led Evangel in scoring, rushing, and total offense during both of those seasons at Evangel, um, and he still holds single-season records for most touchdowns, most points, rushing yards per game, rushing touchdowns, and total rushing yards, um, Derek Clark. Derek, welcome to the podcast. Thank y'all for having me. So we have a first question teed up, but after hearing all that, I have to ask, what do you think when you hear all that? <laughs> <laughs> I think like, wow, that's a lot of stuff, man. <laughs> you were busy. <laughs> yeah, I was very busy. But uh, I mean, I owe it all to my teammates uh, because there's no iron team, so. I really credit my offensive line, my wide receivers, tight ends, guys that really blocked for me up front and gave me the opportunity to do those great things. That's awesome. Well, let's get to know you a little bit more, a little bit more about your background. Where were you born? I was born in Apopka, Florida. It's about 12 miles north of Orlando. Um, I was raised of, of four. I'm the oldest of four. And um, born right there in the south of Popka, I graduated Popka High School in '89. Awesome. Well, I'm a I'm a fellow Florida boy. Then, I grew up uh, down south, just north of Miami. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then my parents lived about 30 minutes north of Popka for a, a while while I was at Evangel, actually. Wow. Yeah, small world. We we had we've had a little bit of a of an Apopka pipeline. Uh, to our football team, and I'm guessing that uh, you were part of the reason for that. Uh, yeah, I was one of the reasons. Actually, uh, Anthony Ray, who uh, is also in the Hall of Fame, uh, inducted this year, uh, he was there before myself. Uh, then came along uh, Gavin Jones, 
And then that was then I came along after those guys. So okay. they was there before me. Awesome. Well, Derek, um, you mentioned kind of briefly, I don't I before we kind of get into your time at Evangel, you, you mentioned uh, you're one of four kids. Tell us a little bit more about your family and kind of um, your family and growing up in Florida. Um, I grew up uh, actually my grandmother raised me, my mom. My mom had me, but my grandmother told me out the hospital when I was born. Uh, she raised me until she passed away when I was 27. Um, I have uh, two brothers and a sister from my mom's side, and I have four brothers, uh, five brothers from my dad's side. So my mom and dad was never married, but uh, I, I have a total of, of uh, about nine brothers and sisters, and I'm the oldest of all. Well, that that was almost enough for a football team, then. So, <laughs> was 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 sports big growing up in your house? Um, you, you know, to to go to college and, and play football. Uh, obviously, it's important to you. But um, wh where did you kind of get your start? Um, and, and who who kind of championed you, you know your your passion for football? Um, actually, I was a. Uh, everyone tells me, and I had to love a basketball before football. Okay. And uh, and people always say I was a better basketball player than I was a football player. But I, I was about I was 11 years old out throwing the football uh, up and down the street. And our mailman, uh, who actually was a coach for the city league flag team, and he saw me out one day throwing the football and he said, hey, come here, young man. And I walked over to the mail truck and he was like, you like to play football? I said, sure, I've never played before, but I like to play. He said, well, I see how you throw the ball. You think your grandmother will let you play? And we went there, and I was his starting quarterback and starting free safety for flag. And uh, it kind of, like, took off from there. Wow. Well, it sounds to me like we need to track down that mailman and send him <laughs> a thank you card or something. <laughs> hey, and it's funny you say that, Hector, because I've I seen him about, about three years ago. Uh, my sister-in-law, one of my sister-in-laws was graduating um, a, a seminar in a seminar class and she was graduating. I hadn't seen him in about, I want to say about 15 years, maybe a little longer. And he's an older guy now, of course. And uh, and I seen him there. We took, it's on my Instagram page and we took a picture together and I posted, I, I, I had written under that, I say, thanks to this man for finding the talent in me that I didn't see in myself. Wow. That's amazing. It's amazing the influence that, that coaches of youth sports and, and, and people in that field can have, I mean, change the right. trajectory of, of lives really. Right. That's awesome. Well, I don't know how many people know this, but uh, you actually left evangel to, to pursue a career in the NFL. Is that right? Yes, I did. So and tell I, us tell us a little bit about that. Just to retract a little bit before we start, I actually also played basketball at Evangel. Okay. I I was on Evangel's first 20 win basketball season. Well, I'm glad you said and, that because uh, it would be uh, it would be it would be hard for me to imagine Coach Jenkins knowing that you were on campus and not trying to recruit you out to the basketball court. And and, and how that came about was we was had a uh, it was an intramural basketball game going on, and it was Krause Hall versus the um, the red shirt freshmen that year. 
and I stole the ball from one of the players, and I went down and dunked on this six nine center. <laughs> and he asked me, he said, do you play basketball? I say, I was an honorable mention back down All-American in high school. I say, but I love football because I love the contact. And uh, he said, well, would you like to play basketball here at Evangel? I said, sure, I have no problem with that. And I played uh, in between my 92, 93 seasons. Oh, wow. That's awesome. I love that. So, so that tell that's a that's a tidbit that was free, Phil. I don't think I didn't know that. So that was that was free Coach, to all our listeners. Coach Jenkins had mentioned uh, in all of his retirement that uh, he had got you out to, to play basketball for a little bit, but um, I, I I think he took credit. I don't think he gave that redshirt freshman the credit for recruiting you. Mm, there you go. There you go. <laughs> So tell us a little bit about uh, your journey from Evangel to the NFL and, and what that looked like. Uh, yes, um, I, actually, I was, um, I, was, I, was dra- I, was, uh, I was a free agent signing with the Kansas City Chiefs at first. Okay. I first signed with the Chiefs, went there, things didn't go as planned. Uh, I was released from the Chiefs, and my next call was the Denver Broncos, and they picked me up. And uh, I signed with the Broncos, and uh, we had a we had a uh, preseason game, and I'll never forget we went over to Spain and played the uh, at the time with the Los Angeles Raiders, and I scored two touchdowns in that game in preseason, and as I when I as I arrived back home, I got a call from uh, Coach uh, Keith Barfield, and he was like, "Wow, man, you're still averaging two touchdowns a game." <laughs> I, was like, I was like, wow, only you would think of that, coach. But but I had I had a great I had a great time. It was a great, great experience for me. Uh I really enjoyed it. It's totally different from what you would see in college. I mean, you have to really now look at this as a as a job uh to support your family. And I had a great time and uh great lustrous career doing it. That's awesome. So tell us a little bit about uh, your career path going from from that experience and then to what you're doing now. Uh, after I left uh, in the NFL, I went and played in NFL Europe. I played over in Germany, Dusseldorf, Germany. And uh, I was, to be honest, I was like the Michael Jordan over there. I, uh, I ended up being the second lead in Russia and scorer of all time in the history of the NFL Europe. Uh, Dusseldorf, um, I guess you would call the city mayor. They they give they had given me a key to the city of Dusseldorf over there. Um, I mean, I mean, I could, everywhere I went, it was a crowd of people around me at all times. Uh, I just had a great time over there. Uh, I spent my time from over there from 96 to uh, right at 2000. Okay. And actually, I got hurt in 99 midway through the season. And then I ended up leaving there. I had to go to a rehab down in Birmingham, Alabama, where all the top athletes go, like Michael Jordan, all those guys went. That's why I had to go to uh, do rehab. And after that, that uh, Vince McMahon brought in the XFL. Uh, and I ended up Galen Hall. I played for Galen Hall in Germany for four and a half years. And he picked me up in the draft in Orlando with the Orlando Rage. 
and I played for him right in my 12 miles north of my home, or south of my home. I played right there for Galen Hall and uh, led, the, led the league in rushing touchdowns. Wow. So I, I didn't realize you had some experience in the XFL, too. Oh, yeah. I was the starting running back for the Orlando uh, Rage. That's what awesome. Was, what, what was that like, Derek, kind of getting to, you know, play in Orlando and be so close to um, be so close to home and family, you know, kind of doing your, your profession, doing your dream? What, what was that kind of like? It, be honest with you, uh, Phil, it was like a dream come true because, you know, even though I wasn't making the money I made in the NFL, but I was home, my family could come see me every single weekend. Uh, I, I mean, once I get out of practice, I go home, I can see my mom. Uh, and, uh, of course, I like to say my grandmother had passed, but I, I can see my mom, my stepfather, my sister and brother, my cousins. I can just see a lot of my friends often as I needed to or wanted to. Uh, I was, I, and my friends will tell you, I was always there for them. Uh, I never like say, hey, I'm too busy for this, too busy for that. Uh, and, and the funny thing about it, I could be at football practice out there in the XFL, and I'll look around when we get ready, uh, done with practice, I get ready to walk out the field, and there's one sap mama saying, hey, baby, how you doing? And I go talk with her and give her a hug and we'll talk for a few minutes and she'll enlighten me on what SAP is doing and she's saying that she's proud of me. You know, so it was a great experience. I I, I mean I I think about it now and I get I get bubbly because that was a great experience for me. That's awesome. Well, what, one of my questions was going to be, who, who, in your opinion, who's the greatest basketball player of all time? But you answered it because you used Michael Jordan as the example. So we don't even have to go down that that rabbit trail, uh, you know, and I'm sure all of our listeners agree. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree. I'll agree because I know a lot of people like to say LeBron, but I, I love LeBron. Don't get me wrong, because I like his stature and the way he takes on the game. But he couldn't have played in the time of Michael Jordan era. There, Phil, it's settled. Don't even try to argue it back. <laughs> I, I, we're, we're, I think it's three for three. We're all three on the same page. Okay. <laughs> That's good to know. Derek, tell us, what, what are you working on now? Uh, actually, um, my wife and I, we own two businesses. We're actually three. Uh, we're in the real estate. We, uh, we are running an investment um, firm. Uh, I am also a, a, a system foreman for major asphalt company here in uh in Daytona Beach. Uh and I also we uh we are we are founders of uh our very own amateur adult football team um uh which is the Daytona Beach Broncos. I'm also I'm to be honest with you Hector, I'm in, I do so people don't understand how they say do you sleep? Do you and your wife sleep? <laughs> Because we 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 do we do uh, kingdom outreach uh, for uh, for the communities here in Daytona, Port Orange. Uh, I have an extreme leverage uh, training program for kids. Um, I, I, you name it, I pretty much do it. <laughs> A little little <laughs> bit of everything. Yeah, that makes it, man. Thanks for taking the time for us because you probably got several other things you could be doing right now. Well, actually, I was happy I got off work early today because I really wanted to do this. And when I emailed you early, I was like, man, I truly want to get on there. But I didn't want to be at work around all that noise having to do it. 
So when I got off early, I was like, let me email Hector back and let him know I will be available. <laughs> well, good. Well, I appreciate that. Um, with all that stuff you've got going on, do you have any time for any kind of hobbies? What do you like to do to kind of to relax and settle down? Well, I have a, uh, my youngest, my youngest daughter is uh, in the gymnastics and basketball. So I kind of like put myself aside because I like to, I like to follow her. Um, but I like to fish. I'm a, I'm a fishing, I'm a okay. fisherman. Okay. I, I love to fish and, uh, my two old, older boys, they're coming down for father's day, uh, Sunday and we're supposed to go golfing. They see, they've been golfing over the last five, six months when I've been, while I've been working. And so I haven't been able to get out on the course. So I think they just want to come make me look bad. Yeah, well, it sounds to me like you've got a built-in excuse. So, I mean, you know, you're, you should be good to go. Well, life looks different right now for all of us, and AGCU makes life a little easier by providing trusted services beyond their branches. Their member care representatives offer personal account support over the phone, and with mobile banking, you can deposit checks and transfer funds from anywhere. Their handy mobile money app helps you protect and control your debit card, and you can pay bills and view monthly statements with online banking. These services are free and there for you every day. AGCU is federally insured, and you can visit agcu.org to learn more. We're talking with Derek Clark. He's um, going to be inducted into the 2021 Hall of Fame class. Um, we'll actually do our, have our banquet Friday, October 1st. Um, we, we don't have tickets on sale yet if you happen to be listening to this, but if you visit evangelathletics.com, uh, ticket information uh, will be posted soon there. Um, and then the Hall of Fame game will be the following Saturday at six o'clock at Tiger Stadium in Ozark, Missouri. Um, speaking of Evangel and football, Derek, I don't think we've um, asked this yet, but what brought you to Evangel? Um, you know, a, a young man from Florida um, to Springfield, Missouri. I, I see that. Um, I, I guess I don't follow that connection off uh, at face value. So how, how did you end up in Springfield and that Evangel? Um, actually, uh, I, 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 when I graduated high school, I went to junior college in Garden City, Kansas. Um, I had multiple schools, uh, looking at me. I was the number three athlete, uh, in the nation coming out of junior college. Uh, I ended up signing with Florida state and some, some things I ran into some hiccups at Florida state. And, uh, I, I, I was asked to leave. I left Florida state and a guy by the name of Tracy number, who was a graduate assistant up on the Coach Baffier, who had came in with Gavin Jones. Uh, actually, he brought Gavin Jones to Evangel, and um, I was I and I I had, I had said one night that Friday night following, I was like, man, I'm not going. I don't feel like going to the high school game. So I ended up going to a Popka and Evans high school game, and Tracy Lombard was there, and he was like, oh man, I've been looking for you. I was like, really? He was like, yeah, they told me that you're not at Florida State anymore. So what are you going to do? I said, well, I got an offer from Michigan State, but I have to sit out my junior year and then I can play my senior year. And I said, I also got a call from Idaho State where my junior college coach was the head coach there, but I had to sit out again a, a year. So he was like, listen, listen, I am <laughs> at, I'm at Evangel. Uh, he said, I know they, because I was uh, the third spring 
free safety at Florida State at the time. That's what they recruited me at. And so I, he was like, listen, you come to Evander, you play running back, you break all kind of records, and you go to the NFL. I was like, Evander? Where is Evander? I said, man, I never heard of Evander. He said, listen, this in Springfield, Missouri, in the Ozarks. I said, man, listen, you're still talking out there to me. I said, I've never been to anywhere like that. He was like, listen, I'm telling you, if you come there, you break all kinds of records, I'm telling you, and you won't get hurt, and you can go into the NFL. I'm like, okay, I'll give it a try. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. He called Coach Bathfield. I got out there, and the rest is history. That's a, one thing I've learned is when you hear a college recruiter say, listen, you know the sales pitch is coming right after. It's coming. Exactly. <laughs> hey, but it worked, didn't it? It worked. It worked. And uh, like I say, when I ran for my first year, you know, I ran for like 1,500 and some my junior year and 21 touchdowns. And uh, I couldn't. People say, man, you got a bullseye on your back. What you going to do your senior year? And I ran for 1,800 and some and 23 touchdowns. And Coach Barfield and I talked about it when I have a chance to talk with him, that I was taken out of the game uh, either before halftime or midway through the third quarter, and I'm sitting on the bench letting my players, my teammates play. Yeah. Yeah. So you you came up to Evangel. How did that experience at Evangel, how did it shape you? Um, it was rough for me at first. Um, I'm not going to lie. It was a little difficult for me at first, but I, I began to adapt. Uh, and people was kind of because I guess the way I carried myself, people were kind of afraid to, to talk with me or to sit with me or to say hello to me. I guess because I always kept a mean look on my face. But after midway through the first semester, you know, people see I was this friendly person. I was just this big old jolly giant that loved to, to, you know, to talk with people, enjoy company, enjoy friends. And I got along, I think, with everybody that I came in contact with. I, I never had a bad friend or a bad experience being at Evangel. So how did what how do you think your experience at Evangel shaped and your experience with with the coaches with your teammates in the classes experience how did it impact your faith how did it impact your understanding of what God was calling you to do Um I would say because it it, it made it to me it made me become an even better person because I knew that the only way I landed at Evangel God had put it on Tracy Lumber heart to put it on my heart to say, hey, this is your this is another opportunity for you to make good for your family. And once I got there and went to trans the transform form into the adapt to do things the way Evangel wanted me to do things, it, it just made me as a whole a much better person. And and some of the some of the professors. I became really close with uh, because they was understanding. Uh, I could talk to them and, and uh, you know, it wasn't just, oh, you're a football junkie and you're not trying to do this, you're not trying to do that. 
and you know it 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 really helped me out a whole lot it really did Derek, you kind of talk a lot about, um, you, you know, your experience and stuff and hearing, you know, how many different things you're, you know, you're involved in. Is there, you know, a specific instance that, um, you know, sticks out in, you know, a positive way about Evangel of when it kind of, um, I guess, kind of clicked that, hey, I moved all the way to Florida and this is where I'm supposed to be and I'm having fun, whether it was you know, a conversation with someone in a class or whether it was, you know, that four touchdown game against Missouri Valley, I think maybe. Uh. <laughs> um, I, t- I tell you what, um, my, okay. I, I have a few and, 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 and the one, but I tell you what, one of the, and I'm glad you asked me that um, Phil, because the very first thing that really sticks out to me, and I really hope this person will hear this and his name is Jay Hellwig. Because when I left Florida State and came to Evangel and all the hype was, oh, we got this big star coming from uh, from Florida State to Evangel and, you know, all the news, press and all this. And, you know, and I I wasn't really shying away from it. I was like, yeah, I'm from Florida State, this and that and the third. And we went down to play, uh, oh, my goodness, Mid, Middle America, Middle America, Texas. And uh, oh, okay. the, very, the very first game, the, my very first carry, I fumbled the ball. <laughs> and, I mean, all I could hear was boo, boo. Oh, this guy ain't what he say he is. They, they pumping him up to be somebody he's not. And Jay Hellwig walked right into my face and put his face mask to my face mask. He said, I believe in you. You showed them why you you went to Florida State before you came here. And that game, I think I ended, I had 34 care for one third of four and uh three touchdowns. And <laughs> it began, and that's when I knew I said, you know, God puts you in situations that you know you you have a tendency to look at and say, Man, I shouldn't be here. But I was like, no, I'm supposed to be here because this is where he this is where he planted me. So now I got to make my fruit, bear my fruit right here while I'm here. And, and that's what I took upon that. And I tell Jay Hellwick that all the time. Uh, when he and I talk on Facebook or uh, uh, inbox each other, I say, man, I really appreciate you coming to me uh, after I fumble that ball. And he said, man, that's what family for. And that, that really sticks out to me. That's awesome. I love that. So um, I have to ask when you're when you're you still watch football, I'm sure college football, NFL, and when you're watching games these days, is there ever a part of you that is like, man, I bet I could just get out there one more game. I bet I could get out there and run with these with these young kids. Hey, hey Hector, you might laugh, but uh, I just turned 50 in May. <laughs> and uh I just played at 46 years old four years ago. Oh, you you played again in the in that league you were talking about. Okay. Yeah, I played it. Well, actually, I played in the league that I I uh won the league that I, I'm an owner of a football team, my wife and I. Yeah. I played I played in this league about four years ago. And my team the my players on the team are like, Coach man, you're not gonna suit up Saturday. You're not gonna suit up. You ain't got it no more, coach. You don't have and I suit up and I was out running some of them guys and they was like, 
coach, ain't no way you still in that kind of shape. I say, hey, man, when you love and you love what you have done and what you do, you do it at all costs. And it was, and four, it was, it was four years ago because you're still recovering. Hey, actually, you're right, because I told my wife I had hurt my shoulder in the game, and she was like, babe, are you all right? I was like, uh-uh. She was like, are you all right? I said, no, just get away for a minute. Just back off. Leave me alone. And, man, I tell you, it took me about three months for my left shoulder to heal back up. And that's the last time they saw me out there besides on the sideline coaching. Yeah, that's awesome, though. 46, <laughs> that's saying something. Tom Brady's got a ways to go to catch up to that. <laughs> there you go that's awesome all right so derek we like to play a game called two truths and a lie and so you tell us me and phil um three things two of them will be true and one of them will be a lie and phil and i have to try to guess which is which so i'll right. give you i'll give you a second to think of a few things and uh if i had some jeopardy music i'd play it right now but uh <laughs> when, when you when you're ready you tell us three things two things that are true and one thing that's a lie okay all right derek so um you go ahead and start with the first one we'll hear all three of them and then we'll guess so don't let on what's what but you just tell us the the three and then phil and i'll talk about it and we'll try to figure it out so okay. so give us the first one um when I was in high school, uh, my senior year, I squatted 600 pounds, sat in a chair twice. So um, you, you hold on. You, let me say, let me get that back because I'm taking notes. I take this very serious. Right. Uh, Phil's gonna buy me lunch if I win. So, uh, so when you were in high school, you squatted how much? 600 pounds and sat in a chair with it twice. Okay, got it. All right. What's the next one? Um. I took off on the free throw line and, and dunked. Okay. Got it. And the last one. Um, when I was 230 pounds, I ran a 10 4 700 meters. Okay. All right. Phil, you got it? You got all three of those things? So, so two of those things are true. One of them is a lie. Phil, you... Uh, you go first. You tell me what you think, what you, which, which one you think is which. Wow. Um, I was really hoping it was something I could pull into the record book here and fact check. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 listen, that's what I was thinking. I say, nah, yeah, working on updating our record book. So, um, so I've got a, um, I feel like I'm com doing some Bo Jackson comparison here. Um, uh, I'm going to go with the free throw line, jumping from the free throw line. That's going to be mine. You think that's the lie? Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I, here's, here's how I normally process through these things. So, so the squat, you know, he throws in this extra, this extra detail that he sat in a chair twice. So either, either <laughs> that is, that is true. Cause he remembers it and, or, he's going to hit us with something like, no, actually it was three times that I sat in the chair. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think the, I think the, the hundred meter time is true. I'm going to say that one's true. Um, you know, Phil, he did say basketball was his favorite sport. So I wouldn't be surprised if the free throw thing, and maybe he was giving us a little foreshadowing on the Michael Jordan reference, but, uh, oh, oh, man. um, 
I think I'm going to have to agree with Phil. I'm going to say that the 100 meter dash is true. The squat number is true, though. I could see that one getting detailed. I'm going to say the free throw line is not true. Derek, what what what's what? The 100 meters is not true. I ran a 10 seven. Oh, see, that's how it usually goes. It's a little no. technicality like that. Like it wasn't a 10 four seven. It was just a 10 seven. <laughs> yeah. And I say just a 10 seven. Yeah. Yeah. I think I could probably run. I could probably run about about 20 meters in 10 seven. <laughs> well, Derek, thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, thank you all so much for listening to your calling our podcast. Until next time, I'm Hector Cruz. And I'm Philip Dowden, and don't forget to share the good news. And be the good news. God bless. Whoa.